On Christmas, Christians all around the world will celebrate the birth of the Savior, Jesus Christ. However, not all Christians around the world are blessed to worship freely without government persecution. Today we'll discuss whether the persecution of Christians is happening or coming to the U.S. in this episode of Anarchy in America with Christian Gomez. Joining us today to discuss the coming persecution of Christians in the United States is Pastor Paul Blair, Senior Pastor of Fairview Baptist Church in Edmond, Oklahoma, and the President of Reclaiming America for Christ. Thank you for taking the time from your busy schedule to be with us here today, Pastor. Christian, I'm glad to be on the air with you. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you so much. So with everything that's happening this past year with the coronavirus pandemic, are Christians in America under or seeing uh, the beginnings of persecution in America? Well, I think we as the body of Christ in America need to recognize exactly where we are in history and quite frankly, how fortunate we have been. You know, if you look at followers of the one true God, you know, going all the way back to Eden, uh, believers have always been persecuted, beginning with, you know, Cain killing his brother Abel. Uh, you see Isaiah sawn asunder. You see Jeremiah stoned. You see the great men of faith throughout the Bible have, have never been applauded. You know, they haven't given them the keys to the city. They've usually been hated even by their own families. And then you look at Christian history, beginning with, you know, Peter and John being arrested in what, Acts 3 or Acts 4. Uh, you see Stephen stoning in, in Acts 7. You see the rise of Saul of Tarsus and the persecution of Christians. You look at the persecution during by the Sanhedrin, uh, persecution by pagan Rome, persecution by the Holy Roman Catholic Empire. Down throughout Christian history, Christians have always been persecuted, even around the world today in Muslim countries and communist countries. Only in America and only for the last, really, 240 years have we been able to enjoy all of our civil liberty openly as followers of Jesus Christ, and we've been able to enjoy our religious liberty. So we're the exception to the rule. And of course, you know, if you understand the, the foundation of our, of our founding fathers and in, in having that biblical worldview, we understand that with the Declaration of Independence, what we have, joined, have, have enjoyed has not been an accident. It's been by design. However, we're perilously, perilously close of being the generation that loses that in America, and if we're not careful. And, and truly, it shouldn't surprise us. Jesus told the disciples in John 16, this last night on earth, he said, in this world, you will suffer affliction. Yeah, it's not just being a descendant of Adam and having aches and pains, things of that nature, but the ungodly world, the ungodly system, uh, that which is controlled by Satan, hates truth, hates Jesus Christ, and hates Christians. And if you read Hebrews 11, the Faith Hall of Fame, we all rejoice in the passages where you see Christians victorious in the lion's den or victorious coming through the fiery furnace and you know, women having their children raised from the dead. We, you know, we all say, amen, praise the Lord, God's in control. But the last half of that chapter, it's got a different story. You see a lot of believers that have greater faith than even those perhaps in the first half of the chapter, 
but not being rescued from their persecution. In fact, you know, dying horrible deaths. And we look throughout Christian history, we've seen Christians persecuted, fed to the lions, burned alive, things of that nature. We better be prepared. And I'm not done with this fight yet. Of course, we're fighting as hard as we can. I believe the election was a complete crock. I think it's stolen. I think it's part of the, the Great Reset, the effort to integrate America into global socialism. We're still very much in the fight. I, I want to re retain liberty. And I Absolutely. hope that when the Lord comes, we're still a free people. So but we as believers better be prepared. Yeah. So should pastors just stick to preaching the Bible and the gospel of Jesus Christ, or do, or do they also have a responsibility to speak up about all these government edicts and the politics that's going on in our country to warn their flocks? Sure. Christians, that's one of the things. You know, pastors have been taught wrong in seminaries. In fact, that's one of the things we're trying to engage with our Liberty Pastors training camps. We have, rather than having a Hebraic worldview, understanding, as the Apostle Paul said, whatever you do, you glorify God in whatever you do. We have adopted a Greek Gnostic view of Christianity, where we compartmentalize our Christian faith. There are certain things that are we can talk about in church, and there are certain things that are off-limits. Well, that's absolutely ridiculous on its face. If Jesus is the Lord of all of our lives, then we should be looking for scriptural direction on everything that we're involved in, including civil government and including politics. And at the time the pilgrims landed in the New World, and for those next several hundred years through the Declaration of Independence, pastors were at one time the sons of Issachar. Understanding that God established civil government, pastors were experts on civil government. And they went to Scripture for how they should uh, craft the system that we have enjoyed for over these last 200 years. So yeah, as a pastor, I'm supposed to make disciples. That means followers of Jesus Christ. And I'm supposed to teach them how to follow Christ in every area of their life, whether that be coming to Christ as Lord and Savior. Also, uh, Jesus being the Lord of your economics, Jesus being the Lord of your thought life, your sex life, your family, and your politics. So we teach a comprehensive biblical worldview. So, you know, in addition to COVID-19, uh, 2020 has really exploded with, the, exploded with the whole Black Lives Matter movement in, in a very anti-police environment. How should Christians respond to this BLM movement? Well, I'd invite everyone, Christian, to go to our libertypastors.com website because we've taught extensively on Marxism, critical race theory, Black Lives Matter. All Black Lives Matter is, is, it's derived from black liberation theology, which is derived from critical theory, which is a, a, a birthed out of Marxism. Karl Marx wanted to create revolution. He wanted to throw off the current economic system and replace it with his idealistic socialist utopia. In order to do that, he needed a revolution. He needed a fight. And his goal was to try to create a fight between the property owners, what he called the bourgeois, and the working class, what he called the proletariat. He wanted that fight to erupt in revolution, to destroy the old system and replace it with his new idea. Well, they don't care what they use to cause the fight. Right now in America, they've successfully used race with the race baiting and all the contention that we have now. And they say that we're systematically racist. And understand that's the goal, and that's their goal. Everybody recognizes there are individual racists in the world, both black and white. But if the system is racist, then the system must be destroyed and replaced. And that's what the whole goal is. 
some of the founders of, of, of Black Lives Matter are on record publicly stating that they are trained Marxists. They are trained community organizers. By the way, who was the ver- what was the very first time you ever heard that term? Well, the first time I ever heard it was Barack Obama. Yes, right. Who went from being a community organizer to being a president. <clears throat> now get this. In 2008, 43% of white people in America voted for Barack Obama. So obviously we weren't systematically racist. But as a community organizer, now the organizer-in-chief, Obama did everything he could to create division very successfully. He implemented all this critical race theory, this black liberation theology, which he was taught by Jeremiah Wright, into our systems of government, into our educational systems. It's been at a university for a long time. And now we go from electing a black president for the first time 12 years ago to being on the verge of, of shooting each other. That hasn't been by accident. It's been by design. They want to destroy our constitutional republic so they can integrate America into global socialism. Speaking about global socialism, earlier you mentioned the Great Reset. Um, So with regards to the Great Reset and uh, talk of a fourth industrial revolution, world leaders have also mentioned this phrase, the New World Order. We've heard that for almost a century. Where do you see the world headed uh, from a biblical point of view and what it means for Christians in that new world order that these globalists would like to see come uh, to fruition? Well, let me first of all explain, and and people have every permission to uh, disagree with me. I'm a big advocate of Acts 17.11, where the Bereans listened to Paul attentively, then they got in the Bible to make sure that Paul was right. I happen to be a guy that believes the next thing on God's prophetic timetable is the rapture of the church. I think that after that, there's going to be seven years that we commonly call the Great Tribulation, where there will be a global socialist system established with 10 super leaders. Uh, I would call them George Soros types that put forward a front man that we've called a super politician that we have traditionally called the Antichrist in Scripture. The 10 toes from the statue in, in Daniel. Right, exactly. From Daniel chapter 2 and Daniel 7 and other. I, I, I know that's where we're heading. My hope, I, I want to fight against evil every day, and, and I want to promote Christianity and godliness and morality every day. And my hope is when the rapture comes that America is still free. However, when I see what's going on with the Soroses of the world, how they're pushing together and, and openly calling for this great reset, which is nothing more than global socialism, they have stated publicly that by 2030, they want to eliminate all private property. Without private property, there is no freedom. You don't own anything. You don't even own yourself. You are just part of the collective, and you are controlled by that elite working class. We know that that's we know that that's coming, but we're going to fight as hard as we can until the Lord comes and calls us home. But this great reset, I believe, is part of that agenda. They want to destroy our borders. They want to destroy what God established. It was God that established individual nations after the Tower of Babel. They want to destroy borders, create this global, what they saw, global utopia. But if you look at Marxism, every time it's implemented, it always ends with what they call the dictatorship of the proletariat. That means nobody owns private property. That means the state owns everything, including you. And the state tells you where you can live, what you can do, how long you can do it. And eventually, by controlling health care, they can determine, well, you've lived long enough. You're no longer productive to society. Uh, It's time for you just to move on down the road. So that is exactly where we're going. Uh, The Lord is still on the throne. The Lord is in control. I don't know scripturally. 
I don't see America in the Bible. We're in the part of that age where I didn't see the first great awakening in the Bible. Don't see the, I don't see the Declaration of Independence in the Bible. That's part of this church age, which we are living out day by day. I don't know if we're going to find ourselves enslaved and martyred when the Lord comes. But I'm going to do everything I can to fight and retain our liberty that we have enjoyed. Because I like being free. I want my kids and grandkids to be free. And hopefully that's what we'll find when the Lord comes. Now, there are some Christians who say that that uh, the world government, world, one world religion, and the Antichrist's rise are inevitable. And because that's the case, that uh, Christians shouldn't do anything about it to stop it because it's God's will. And Jesus is in control ultimately. How do you respond to Christians and pastors who take that position? Well, that's nonsense. You might as well just not even get up and go to work and just say Jesus is in control. He's going to provide. We've also been, we've been given instructions. There's cause and effects. There's blessings and cursings. Whenever we do things God's way, it always works out better. We've been charged with raising our families. We should do that as the Lord instructed. We've been charged with working as unto the Lord and being generous with our uh, being sound in our in our budgeting, being generous in our giving. There's a lot of things we've been commanded to do. God also established civil government, and He told us His intentions and limitations for it. Until the Lord comes, and God's going to work it out. Hey, the last seven years, I'm going to be watching from the balcony. Good luck, you know, good luck, world, in Psalm 2, as they shake their fists at God, say, will not have you to rule over us. We'll see how that works for you. But until then, we should be fighting wickedness every step of the way, saving every baby's life we can, uh, doing everything we can to allow people to flourish in freedom. And with the, with the freedom, with the, with the religious liberty we have, or civil liberty we have, we also have religious liberty. There's no country in history that's been able to share the gospel freely like we have. But we're seeing that come to an end. So you can't pick and choose and say, Jesus is the Lord of some of my life. Either Jesus is the Lord of all of your life and everything that you do and everything you should, everything you do should be to glorify God, including your politics, or Jesus isn't really the Lord of any of your life. So I would challenge Christians, if you're going to be a Christ follower, then follow him in every area and every facet of your life. Absolutely. Amen, Pastor. So a uh, final question. What words of comfort or hope would you say or to anyone who's watching that's concerned about everything that's going on that we just discussed that's happening in the world and they look at this and they're afraid? What would you say to them? Well, three things. First of all, don't be afraid. Colossians 1 tells us that not only did Jesus create all that there is, but he sustains all that there is. So every day we open our eyes and we see order we see that gravity is still functioning and that natural law is still at work, then we recognize that, that Jesus is still on the throne. Our last command that he gave us was to occupy until he comes. So we should be busy about his business until he comes again. That's our marching orders. It's up to him to determine when he comes again. We're to be busy until then. And the last thing is recognize that God has always done his greatest work when the hour seems darkest whether that be the Jews backed up against the Red Sea, and it looks like they're going to be destroyed by Pharaoh's army, and then the Red Sea divides, or whether it was George Washington being ferried across and saving his army at the Battle of New York. God always does his greatest work when the hour seems darkest, so I have great confidence. Just live every day as unto the Lord with all of your might and trust him for the results. Thank you so much, Pastor Blair. Will you take care? And it was a pleasure speaking with you. God bless. Thank, thank you, Christian. God bless you. You can follow Pastor Blair on his website, paulkblair.com, 
and stream his sermons on fairviewbaptistedmond.org. And for more information about the Liberty Pastor Training Camps, visit reclaimingamericaforchrist.org or call 1-405-796-PRAY, 1-405-796-7729. Until next week, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and God bless.